This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 224 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Fleeceworks and Equisketch. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Fergus, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hey, Philip, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Reese? <laughs> I'm great. And we have Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer's producing for us tonight. So, hi, yeah, Jen. How I are you? I to mention that. Hi, Jen. Hi, guys. I get a mention. Yeah, I, you I'm do. Sorry. We love it when you come on. <laughs> Not really, because I harp on you about taking notes. Yeah, well, we were just talking about the show notes. <laughs> we were talking about the show notes, and Jen, Jen likes it very organized. And I think, Jen, I, like I said, I actually feel that if I this were my full-time job, you know, this is what I did, I would be the same way. But Philip and I are kind of slackers when it comes to that. So Jen is on us, and I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm the mean substitute <laughs> teacher that everybody hates. That's me. We don't hate <laughs> but we don't hate you. Yeah. We love it when you're on. Yeah, we, we just uh, we just gotta stop slacking so much, I guess. Or yeah, we need to stop slacking. Do a, do a That's more the problem complete list. job. I guess, the, the exactly, we're not as complete as we should be. I kind of rosy in my cheeks. I'm a little embarrassed to tell our listeners that. <laughs> yeah, but you guys did a great job with guests today. Yeah, it's it'll be it's going to be a great show. We have some love for Dressage Canada. Philip uh, Philip arranged for Sarah uh, Bradley to come on. She is the Dressage Canada chair. She's great, so she's going to tell us a little bit love from Canada. And we have Charlotte Yorst back. She is so cute. She rides Fatalis and Adventure, and she's gonna. The interview was great because she talks a little bit about her her life and and what she does and how horses fit into her other life and and her career. She's a career woman so really really good show so well, Philip, we how are you doing it, yeah well before yeah. we get to it we, we should have a little chat i just uh, i had a facebook post that people were mentioning it was a, our last show uh well the last show i'm coaching at this you know for the season sort of thing so i was you know happy happy and sad to have that over and done with because uh you know all my students were working really hard and we had such a fun year we had so many horses going out to shows but uh you know, it's good good to be going in the season, but it's also good to, you know, have it done with and uh, start working on what's next. What's the next thing? We were talking about it a little bit with Charlotte about, you know, how, um, you know, when you're showing, you can't exactly get into the training as much because everything's got to be a little bit polished and, you know, looking good and, and stuff like that. So I, I kind of like the end of the season because we can look forward to what's next and start making our next goals and... Uh, and stuff like that. But uh, Reese, I think you're still in show mode right now. Yeah, there, right? we are. Whew, we are. <laughs> we are still in big time show mode. I'm super jealous, actually, from hearing that. But no, we we uh, had our Mid South Championship Horse Show uh, over the weekend, and oh, gosh, everybody was great. We really, all the horses are in really good form right now, and and this week has been a, uh, a little bit about just maintaining that form. But yeah, my uh, Winnie did great. She won the, the fourth level and the FEI local championships so that was fun she's been a fun project this year and denali has a hurt foot so he did not go to this horse show and i'm hoping he'll get to the regionals but if he doesn't it you know we're, we're doing everything we can uh but i'm not going to stress it but our our regionals are in chicago um next week so we leave wednesday 
really looking forward to that, being able to go to the regionals. And, and it'll be fun. We don't show uh, so much out of town anymore, which is a luxury. We Here in Lexington, we have lots of horse shows within an hour of the farm. So we're able to sort of show in this area a lot. So that'll be really fun. We're, we're going to go, and, and I'm looking forward to just having everybody go. We have five or six people going and five or six horses going. So uh, it'll be a really fun just time to chill out and spend some time with the horses and spend some time with them whole group and, and get to do some dinners and and not have to rush home uh you know to when we when we show here everybody goes home so that'll be fun so that's next week um and that's the regional finals and fingers crossed we get somebody on to the national finals so sounds good um, well fingers crossed yeah. good luck to the maple crest yes. group and all that we'll be sending you <laughs> good vibes and and hopefully have oh, we good love weather. it yeah Perfect. Yes, exactly. I hope it'll be nice in Chicago. So we had a head off Wednesday, so we'll have a good report for everybody uh, on the show after that. So looking forward to that. So, Philip, what's in the news this week? Well, let's look at a couple of things. Um, equestrian sport, dressage, eventing, and jumping was voted in Sunday as one of the top, oh, one of the 25 core sports for the 2020 Olympic Games to be held in Tokyo. That will mark the 108th year that horse events will be available on the world's premier sports stage. That's the Olympics. Dressage, eventing, and jumping were first stage at the Olympics in Stockholm, 1912. So at its session Saturday, the IOC awarded Tokyo. That's the big news about the Olympic Games. It's going to host 2020. Uh, it won over the bids from Istanbul and Madrid. So that's yeah. good. And then That's uh, great. A little bit of news from uh, the USDF. Maybe you want to talk about that, Reese. Sure, absolutely. So Ann Gribbins, a lifelong international competitor, trainer, former coach of the American team, and Charles de Comfy, an Amer- a Hungarian-born educator in classical horsemanship, have been named as the 2013 inductees to the Romer Foundation USDF Hall of Fame. And this pair will be inducted at the USDF Annual Award Ceremony December 7th at the convention here in Lexington. So I, I am, I ho- I'm hoping to be there that evening. And I'm looking forward to those. Both are wonderful people and have done a lot of the for the sport in dressage in the U.S. and around the world. So it'll be fun to see them getting into the Hall of Fame. And just remember, if you're ever in Lexington and want to go to the Kentucky Horse Park, the Hall of Fame is always open at the USDF office. And it's a wonderful uh, just kind of trip through memory lane in a way and, and worth worth a visit for sure. So they will get their pictures and information hung in there soon. So should be it should be great. So, Philip, we have a great show. Um, so tell us a little bit about what's next. Well, uh, after this commercial from Fleeceworks, we have Sarah Bradley, the Dressage Canada Chair. It's the first time having her on the show. I hope that we can continue to have a little bit of, uh, like we said, Canada love and to uh, bring us the news from uh, Dressage Canada because there's a lot of, she's going to talk about it. There's a lot of exciting things going on and uh, developing projects. And uh, we're going to hear a little bit about who Sarah Bradley is. So after Fleeceworks. Judy, I've been hearing a lot of good reports about this new TheraWool product line that you introduced earlier this year. Tell us what's going on there. It's basically opened a whole new uh, customer base for us, and it's made the product affordable for people maybe who 
either didn't want to use sheepskin because it does require a little bit more maintenance, the sheepskin does, than the wool, or people that just couldn't make that stretch. So it's it's been great. It's you know it's really really durable, as the tagline says, is great for daily use, beautiful enough for show. And I think that really explains it all in a nutshell because it is a lovely pad to look at and feel, and yes. but yet it's still an affordable pad that you can go to. You can literally go to the Olympics in this saddle pad. Yes. We worked really hard to make sure that we developed the right density and the right length. And so it took us about a year to get everything exactly right and to make sure that when you washed it, that it didn't felt up or, or turn real hard or ball up. And it's a proprietary blend of product the way we've done this to make it work quality saddle pads from fleece works so folks when you go to your local tax store ask for fleece works thera wool pads by name and if your local tax store doesn't have them tell them that they need to speak with judy at fleece works just go to fleeceworks.com and you'll find all of our contact information there and thanks for stopping up by again judy and keeping us up to date on what's going on over there Well, it is our pleasure to have Sarah Bradley, Dressage Canada Chair, on the show tonight. Thank you for joining us. You're so welcome. I'm pleased to be here. Well, why don't we start the interview with a little introduction about yourself and how you uh, became Dressage Canada Chair. Oh, um, I was asked about 18 months ago um, by Equine Canada Sport Council if I would... Um, be willing to take on the role. Um, Dressage had struggled um, for several years finding someone who had the time to commit to it, um, had some fabulous people who preceded me um, in the role, but just didn't have, um, you know, sort of the time to be able to to do what the job entails. Um, and so the Sport Council asked if I would take it on uh, temporarily, and then we had um, elections. We're in the process of re-electing or electing uh, to some of the positions on the Dressage Canada board, um, and the other board members asked if I would stay on. Um, and I've had such a good time over the last you know, sort of 18 months um, that I said I would. So my background, obviously, is not in dressage. So Sarah, can you tell us a little bit about what your equine background is? Yeah, I'm a level three, three-day event coach. Um, so in Canada, we have a, a nationally organized coaching certification program that's called the National Coaching Certification Program. Um, it's not equestrian-specific. It is all sports. Um and um, level one would be, not, the, the names have changed over the last couple of years, um, but you can be either an instructor beginner or a competition coach or competition coach specialist, um, or I came through before the names changed. So uh, level three is basically a national bordering on international level coach. Um, so I have ridden to the two-star level in eventing and also coached to the two-star level uh, in eventing. Um, had you know, a number of former students of mine have now been members 
of the Canadian equestrian team um, for eventing, not for dressage, but that gave me the the necessary high performance background to understand you know about high performance sport. But in my day to day life, I also had a quite a large equestrian center in Surrey, British Columbia, which I sold a couple of years ago. So, you know, to earn my living, I coached everything from beginner beginners, um, you know, up down beginners, uh, all the way up to the two star level. So I also have you know, a, a pretty good grasp of grassroots, um, and you know the the sort of very beginning of people getting involved in equestrian sport. So, Sarah, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's involved with being Dressage Canada Chair? Well, it's a volunteer position, so that's the first thing that right. everybody needs to know. Right. God bless um, you. That's yeah. all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, it's a volunteer position. Equine Canada has. Um, a, a structure similar to most other Canadian sport uh, organizations in that there are volunteer committees who uh, set policy for the various disciplines um, and help with a lot of the work that goes on. Um, there's just not enough people uh, in this country to support having full-time staff um, to do all of that work. So what I do is chair the Dressage Canada board meetings. The Dressage Canada board is made up of the various chairs of each of the subcommittees. So we have a high-performance committee, which looks after all of the high-performance end of things. So Pan Am's, World Equestrian Games, Olympics, um, you know, senior uh, high-performance athletes, uh, programs, plans, logistics, all of that. We have a youth high performance committee which looks after our young riders program and helps with the transition for the kids coming out of young riders. I shouldn't call them kids because they're not. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the young athletes that we would consider to be transitioning into our junior um, team, hopefully. Uh, and then you know, hopefully on, on a road to becoming senior team members. We also have a rules committee, an officials committee, uh, a domestic development committee, and a finance and fundraising committee. So each of those chairs uh, make up the Dressage Canada board, uh, and then I chair those meetings um, and kind of keep tabs on the activities of each committee to make sure that you know everybody's working together um, as a team as we try and grow the sport in Canada. Wow! Yeah, that's that's really yeah, it's interesting the difference between our the U.S. Um, system and your guys' system. It's um, really fascinating to see how each country does things. So tell us what is kind of new at Dressage Canada. Um, the, the, the really big new stuff is, um, you know, trying to, well, and, and it's very much a work in progress, but the high performance um, programs, we lost a substantial amount of funding. We have this Canadian funding program called Own the Podium, and uh, Own the Podium basically rewards results. So if, as a sport, you are targeted to finish in the top four, top five, uh, or medal at the next Olympics uh, or Pan Am Games, 
uh, they have you know, an amount of federal budget money that gets allocated to your sport specific for your high performance programs. And we did not perform as well as had we had hoped uh, in London. Um, you know, we were plagued a little bit by, um, you know, a really unfortunate incident with David Marcus and his horse. And that meant that we didn't finish a team. Um, and because we didn't finish a team, um, the, just the, that was the way the FEI had set up the um know, the, the scoring, et cetera, because it was three riders and all three scores had to count. Um, we ended up being cut from the OTP funding. We still have some core federal funding from our government, um, but it's not very much. And so that created a, a big gap. So really the, the big news for us is that a really lovely lady named Desi Dillingham, who is Canadian-born but has worked in England for a substantial part of her life, um, offered to get involved and help us with some fundraising uh, and help us with um, developing plans that are not government-dependent. We're really hoping to get away from the dependence on government funding and be able to find sponsorship and and fundraise um, for our senior team um, and not be in a position to be reliant on our on our federal money. So that's really the, the sort of big news. Um, and she's put together, along with our finance and fundraising chair, Michael Horgan, uh, a really uh, solid team of people who are interested in developing ongoing sponsorship and fundraising for dressage. Um, and then with that, uh, we're starting to build. We, we had put a call out um, for applicants for our chef to keep slash technical leader position. Um, That's still very much a work in progress. Um, We've had had 14 really good applicants, um, but we haven't selected a final one at this point. So once we have someone in that role, um, we should be able to start helping our Senior athletes, um, you know, obviously the short-term focus is WEG, but looking longer term than that, um, building stuff for real. Um, We also have a couple of new funding opportunities um, for domestic development. Um, We have this interesting levy system where competitors across the country contribute uh, a small amount of money per uh, well, it, right now it's per show um, that goes into a levy fund, and we're redistributing that money out through our uh, provincial or the provincial organizations uh, to help fund bringing judges to some of the areas that otherwise wouldn't be able to afford to bring judges in. Uh, and they're running training days, but bringing in, um, you know, If they can find an FEI judge, that would be great. But if not, bringing in Equine Canada certified judges. We're calling that our Give It a Go program. So that's piloting in the Maritime Provinces and then in Manitoba and uh, the Yukon. So pretty excited about that, too. That sounds great. I mean, part of the real problems is the 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 size of our country and and getting people together, right? And and having education programs that 
that um, you know bring people to the more remote areas. Not to say there's not dressage out there, but there's not really you know it's hard to get coaches out to the to the areas, right? And that requires a lot of money, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's a big time investment. So that program sounds good. Is there any um, other you know kind of programs that are in the works that are going on? Any you know any other new news from Dressage Canada? Uh, the other, I think, the other news is the uh, election process. Um, in some of our chair positions, uh, we only had the incumbent willing to um, let their name stand. But in our high performance, um, for the high performance chair, we've actually got three candidates, uh, all of whom would be fabulous in the role. Uh, Gina Smith has been the high performance chair for four or five years now. Uh, but we also have Robin Eames, or Tony Eames, rather. Um, he um, is Belinda Trussell's dad and has been involved. Um, Belinda's been a team athlete, and he and his wife, Robin, have been involved you know, for a number of years supporting Belinda. Um, and a lovely lady named Liz Stacy, who took part in organizing the summit that we had in Florida, um, and any one of them would be just a fabulous high-performance chair. Um, so, you know, the, the next step for that is um, we have about 2,800 people across the country who are affiliated through their Equine Canada membership. Um, they are directly affiliated with Dressage, so they've self-identified as being um, Dressage enthusiasts they get to elect the next high-performance chair. And that election closes in uh, mid-October. So there's an online voting system. Um, and online voting is, is fairly new to Equine Canada. Um, it's worked quite successfully for a couple of the other disciplines um, over the last couple of years. But uh, that's, that's kind of new as well, um, that you know, the, the people who are out... Um, you know, and, and paying the money at the grassroots level actually get to have a direct say in, in what happens at the Dressage Canada Board. So, that pretty sounds, excited about yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I saw that come through uh, via email, and so that's uh, that's great. To, to Everybody gets a voice, right? I think that's important, and that's that's been hard in the, in the past in the voting processes. So, um, it's great that technology can kind of bring us closer and uh, help out with... Uh, a lot of these uh, issues and problems of distance, right? Yeah. I I mean, I think it just hasn't been possible. Um, And and in some cases, it it still isn't possible if you don't have a high-speed Internet connection. Um, And the reality in Canada is there's a lot of people that don't have, um, you know, a a high-speed Internet connection. But, you know, if you can get to your local library or, um, you know, a local community center that does, um, then you know, you'd, you'd hopefully be able to cast your vote, which is great. Yeah, wonderful. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the show with us today and updating us on Dressage Canada. How can people find you know, more information? Uh, Equine Canada's website. If yeah. you go to, that would be the, the, the first place. If you go to the Equine Canada website and you look under uh, sport or under disciplines, um, so, it, you know, across the header, there will be a whole bunch of tabs across the top, and, and you go to disciplines and then select dressage. 
saw all of the various programs um, and information are posted there. Um, also, minutes from our Dressage Canada board meetings are posted there once they're approved. So people can, can go there. We also have a Dressage Canada Facebook page, which um, is probably uh, updated, well, it certainly is updated uh, more frequently than the website um, because news releases and um, information um, about programs is also put there, and then it links back to the website. Um, so if you search on Facebook for Dressage Canada, you will find our Dressage Canada Facebook page. Perfect. Great. Well, I hope that we can oh, yeah. do do this again soon. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks for inviting me on. Well, that was a great interview with Sarah Bradley, and we look forward to having her on the show and more Canada love for Philip and all our listeners in Canada. And after this uh, commercial break from Equisketch, we have Charlotte Yorston, and she's going to tell us a little bit about what happened at the uh, Young Horse National Finals, the Markel Young Horse National Finals. And um, it'll be interesting because she comes into a little bit about her life uh, outside of horses. So enjoy. Glenn the Geek here. The life of horse person is hard enough, and we all hate doing the required paperwork, and unfortunately many of us never get around to it, and it just piles up on our desk. That is about to change thanks to the Equisketch Records app for your iPhone or iPad. My wife and I use it to track our horses, and we absolutely love this thing. Equisketch Records is the most thorough and complete equestrian records app on the market today. We love this app because you can track your farrier work, your dental, your Coggins, medicines, worming, and so much more. And you can get reminders on your device when all of these things are due. You'll never forget a worming or shots or farrier visit again. But it not only tracks your horse, you can also manage your horse shows, including individual events. You can manage riders, including lessons and memberships and so much more. And you can sync it between your iPhone and your iPad and all of this for the price of a couple of cups of coffee from Starbucks. Search for Equisketch Records in the iOS App Store or go to Equisketch.com. That's E-Q-U-I-S-K-E-T-C-H.com. Equisketch.com. Well, it is truly a pleasure to have Charlotte Yours back on the show. She promised us before the Young Horse Finals that she would come back on as the winner. And she was not just the winner. She blew everybody out of the water in the six-year-old finals with Vitalis. Charlotte, welcome back. And I can't wait to hear about how Chicago went. Well, I'm so excited to be back. Thank you so much for having me. It's been, it's been a whirlwind, that's for sure. And Chicago was wonderful. Ah, super. And you were fantastic, huh? Well, you know, it was just really fun. I've always had this dream of going to Lamplight, and you see pictures of it, and then all of a sudden you're there, and it was just a really spectacular um, event, and everything was so well organized, and Vitalis was so comfortable, and you know how I said I, I, I felt that all the arenas were really awkward in Germany? Here they were just the way I usually have them, so it was really perfect for me. I was so happy to be back where I could figure everything out and people were friendly. It was just a great, great show. Well, last time we talked to you, you were kind of preparing to go there and uh, you know, seeing how the horses were going to be in the new place. So tell us a little bit about you know, what you did to, um, to prepare for the show, uh, how did you prepare the horse for the test, and, and a little bit more detail about how the tests went. 
Yeah, well, I came on a Saturday night from um, from um, German or from Germany, and um, and uh, then I'm just gonna have to go. It's like this. I'm going to have to go out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm in the car here. I just have okay. to go out. Uh, okay. And then, um, so I came really late at night and it was like all dark. And, um, and I, I brought the horses in the dark and they hadn't been out. So they were really fresh. And then I had another like 10 days to, um, to ride them there at Lamplight. And it was really great. It was fun to see how the whole show built up, just like I've seen in Germany and, and it was just, it was just really, really wonderful. The horses felt very good. I rented a bike and I, bu- I biked back and forth to, um, to the show every day as well. So that was super fun. Ah, that's great. So tell us about how the talus did and, and what were your tests were like? The tests were great. I, like I said, the talus was just super, super happy to be there. And I was really happy. I was much less nervous and, I was just really happy. I did a warm-up test on Thursday, which was great. You know, I hadn't been able to do that in Germany at all. And uh, and I was able to do that there. So that was really helpful for me. And then he was just he was just a trooper. He was he's he's never really diff, 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 different. So um so he and he wasn't there either and and I just felt so comfortable and people were so nice and and you know, we were just we were just having a great time. Ah, super. Well, tell our listeners what your scores were, because your scores were phenomenal. They were great. You know, the first I had a 10 in the trot, and I like, can't even remember the rest of the scores, but it was very high. I think <laughs> it was like 9.5, and and then I got like an 8 point something, and it, it was just it was just amazing. It was just really, really, really fun to, to have gone through something like that, and I was so glad I did it, because you know, it's fun to be on American soil and, and support everything that's being done here. So I, I was really happy that I, that I did it. Absolutely. And you were record-breaking. I mean, you, wrote, you broke the record for the six-year-old finals, didn't you? I think I did. She wasn't really focused on it too much, right? You were having too much <laughs> yeah. fun, Charlotte, to worry about breaking records and all I that. was having a lot of fun. <laughs> it's true. I was having a lot of fun. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what we do. We we all forget. That's actually what we're doing here is ha- we're trying to have fun. So so Charlotte, tell us. You are such an interesting lady and and you are you, you are not you don't train horses professionally, correct? No, I don't train horses professionally at all. I yeah. uh, I just So what do you do? You know, I um actually work for the company we we, uh, we sold our company last year and I work for the company that um that bought it from us um, and they're called Fossil. And then, you know, I also have my, I also started a line of um, shirts, um, riding shirts that's called Castell. But I've, I'm very, very busy. I just, I'm actually on my way back from, from Dallas right now. Um, I've been in Dallas four days where we work for this company that, that purchased Scoggin. So, um, so it's, it's very, very, very busy. I'm looking so much forward to getting back to Reno and getting back and sleeping in my own bed. I haven't been there since June. So it's just been crazy. <laughs> you really have been crazy. So Charlotte, tell all of our listeners, I mean, we, we were chatting a little bit before the horse show, you know, it's so hard to balance life and work and horses and you've done an incredible job and obviously, you know, your horses are amazing. And how do you do it all? Well, I just think you just, 
you know, you, you can't expect the unreasonable of yourself. You just have to try to, to do your very best. And, and, you know, sometimes it's great and sometimes it isn't. And, and like now I have the, the CDS championships next week. Um, so obviously I'm not going to be in tip top shape since I haven't ridden for like two and a half weeks. And, and most of the horses hasn't even been ridden by me for two, two months. So, so, you know, it's going to be, it is what it is. And, and you just try to do your best. And, and I think a lot of people will take it so seriously. You can't, you can't do that. You have to go in with what you have and, and just enjoy it and have fun. Cause if you wanted it to be perfect every time, you'd never do anything. Yeah, I think that's important to to remember is that, you know, everybody has their own things, right? Everyone's an individual and everybody has their own individual horses, right? And and we're all unique and all of our situations are unique. And, uh, you know, when we bring that to a show or competition, it's hard to compare, you know, yourself to someone else's situation, right? I mean, all, all you get is scores and I think you just have to be, you know, I think... It, you know, for myself, I'm just really grateful that I get to do this and I get to ride every day. And, and even if you don't get to do it every day, you just got to enjoy the times when you do because uh, I think in the end it's, it's supposed to be fun. Right, Reese? It's supposed to be fun and it is what it is. You know, what are you going to do? I mean, you're only in there six minutes. If you can just prepare the horse to do its best during those six minutes, then I think you're good. Oh, it's so true. And Charlotte, do you do anything when you're traveling with for work? Do you do anything for fitness or kind of staying in the mental kind of groove for horses or is it all work? Um, you know, this time it's been mostly of the time when we go to Dallas, it's really, really it's like nonstop. Um, but I do I actually did try to uh, swim every morning here. But it usually it's just so much, you know, because we we come like once a month and everything is cramped into um into those four days, so all the line reviews of all the watches and jewelry and all that. So I try, but you know, just like everything else, it's hard to do. That sounds fun. I want to come look at jewelry. That would be fun. I like that. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a, I, have a, I have so much fun. And I think it's so much fun to do different things. And it's really, it's really rewarding and it's really fun. And I, I, I just thrive on doing a lot of different things. I think it's fun. I think you need to embrace it because otherwise, you know, you need to want to ride horses all day long every day. I don't think so. Yeah, some days, some days, Charlotte, it, it's not as good <laughs> as it sounds. Exactly. Well, but it's just like anything, I think it's good you know. To take a break. Yeah, it's good I, to well, take I a break once in a while. For sure, trainers have to take a break. You can't do it all the time because at, at at the end of the day, you get you get burnt out, and and we do talk about that on the show and and how that works. Um, so yes, balance is always important, and in any sport, and, and for us, for us trainers, you know, it sounds great. We get to ride our horses all day long, but but there are challenges, just like anything else. Um, and and just like yourself, you're working, and and you haven't been able to be with your horses because you had to be somewhere for work, and and I think that that's always the balance with horses and and riding. Uh, so it's so important to to be able to balance, and I think you have just such a healthy way of looking at it and, and things will, will happen the way they're going to happen and you've got to enjoy the ride. And I think that that's so important. So, but Charlotte, tell us going to, going back to the horses, what are your horses doing and sort of what's your plan for the next couple months? Well, now I'm going to do the CBS championship next week and then I will, then I, I think I'm just going to buckle down and see where I can take them next um, because I'm not, really going um, to travel so much. We're going back to Dallas and 
in October, but not until then. So, um, so I'm just going to really buckle down, see where I can take it. I want to bring Adventure, who got, you know, runner-up in the developing Prix St. George. I want to take him and see if I can get, get him to Grand Prix next year. And I want to see if I can get Vitalis to Prix St. George, and I won. And so, you know what? This is a fun time because you get to see, you get to train new things. I love this, you know, when I come back from shows because you've been so focused on that one thing. So to come back now and see if Vitalis will do changes every fourth drive and all the stuff I haven't been able to even touch on. So I'm looking so much forward to you know, dress riding on my own, not having everybody watch and, and just have fun with everything. Well, so it's we, going to be a fun couple of weeks of a it month. Sounds like it. Months. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like it. Yeah, it'll well, be outstanding. Yeah, fall is a great time. It's a great time to just sort of take a deep breath after your, after all your finals or, you know, regional finals are coming up for everybody. And, you know, just take a deep breath and, and, and look at what you've done and you've had an amazing year. But also look forward to what can you do and, and give your horses a little time and but also how, how you get, you know, where you're going to go. Philip, is that you guys just finished your, your show season two, didn't you? Well, yeah. unfortunately, it's a I'm little finishing. bit of a... Oh. Uh, it's just a little bit of a weird year because uh, now that the shows are over, um, I switch my focus to wedding planning. So that's going to be my next couple of months. <laughs> Yay! Wedding planning for Bella. But see, that's the balance we're talking about. Yeah, we get to. I, you know, I haven't really been that involved in the last uh, the last couple months, but now <laughs> it's uh, buckle down time. We got um, you know a month and a half to go. So. Um, really planning things out. Oh my sure god! That the details are taken care of, and uh, really looking I'm forward impressed. to that. Hey, Charlotte, so. aren't you impressed that he's gonna help with wedding planning? I don't think my husband did at all. <laughs> I, you know what, my I think my mom did it all. It's been so long though that yeah. I can't even remember what. I, <laughs> congratulations, though. That's outstanding. Yeah, yeah, we're really, uh, really looking forward to it. And so, uh, yeah, you know, with certain things, I like to to be just right, and then so I'm gonna. I'm going to try and get involved a little bit to make sure we're going to have a good day. So, yeah, that's that's a little bit the focus now. But normally, yeah, I would uh, take a step back in the fall a little bit and, uh, you know, play with the horses, maybe do a little bit more hacking than what we would normally do and, uh, you know, just take a breather because, uh, you know, the riders need it and the horses need it and, uh, you know, just take a little bit of time. So that's great. Well, yeah. Charlotte, we think- we can't wait to stay in touch with you and see how, how you're doing and how your break and leads to wonderful things next year. We're looking forward to seeing both your horses again next year. And we love when you come on the show. So I hope you'll come back again. Oh my gosh. I'm going to come back and good luck with everything this fall to you guys. It's going to be a great time for you too. (laughs) Thanks so much. And we'll stay in touch and can't wait to have you back on the show next year. Okay, guys, have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Well, I really, I always love when Charlotte comes on the show. She is so precious, and it's really fun to hear. She's so successful, but she does have another business and another life, and she has to juggle like everybody else. And and we were literally talking with her as she was traveling in the Dallas airport. So thank you, thank you for her for coming on the show and and talking to us about all all her life. You know what she does in her life, and it's it's challenging. So. Um, but Philip, we had a great show this week and we're looking forward to talking with everyone next week. Um, feel free to send us email or Facebook shout outs or questions. We always love those. Yeah. It's and a bit of a shame. We don't, we don't, yeah, have, we don't uh, have any love this we week. We don't have any shout outs or any good questions. So, um, <laughs> we, we love them. Come on, people. On Come on. <laughs> we want questions. Just us. Kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Well, everybody, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. You can like us on Facebook. Just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com, and you can reach me by email at reese at horseradionetwork.com. You can find me on the internet at philipparksequestrian.com, and my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a great show, Fleeceworks and Equisketch. And don't forget to check out all the other great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Pretty simple. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>